0: What's going on, everyone? It's Adam and Craig with Grandstand Golf. This is a new preview show we're doing for the Palmetto Championship at Congaree. Congaree, Craig. Congaree. I e. I'll probably get it figured out by, you know, showdown shows. But yeah, this is a new special podcast. Podcast slash video. It's a, new, it's a podcast, though. Um, It's a new format. So let us know in the YouTube comments, Apple uh, comments. Let us know in the Apple reviews what you think of it uh, moving forward. It's a new one. We're trying it out. Trying a different thing here. Our other podcast he knows more looking back with a tiny bit of preview. This one's a tiny bit looking back, but mostly a big preview for the week coming up.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, we've heard from some people that they want to be able to listen to the DFS content, not just watch it on YouTube. So hopefully yeah. this fulfills a little bit of that need. Um, it's going to be much more casual uh, in terms of we'll be talking through it uh, and, and not so much presenting graphics at you, uh, but we'll still try to give you a little bit, uh, you know, at this point, who do we like in the different tiers and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: so it's going to be a, a Monday record. Uh, talk a little bit about the tournament. Talk a little bit about the course. Talk a little bit, maybe, Craig, of our different DFS strategies. I mean, at least our early looks uh, for the week. And then, yeah, uh, dive into some DFS uh, DraftKings pricing and guys that have caught our interest, really.
1: Yeah, now, now the problem being we're, we're starting this in a week where we don't actually know a whole lot about the course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, I guess we'll just jump into it.
0: Let's let's jump into it. So Palmetto Championship. I'm never going to get this right this week. I don't think. It's replacing the Canadian Open. We do have our tournament preview already out on YouTube. If you want to check that out. But Congaree, just think like kangaroo, Congaree. Congaree Golf Club, Uh, par 71, 7,600 plus yards. Tom Fazio Design. If you've heard that name, it's Shadow Creek, PGA National, Pinehurst, Firestone. He has designed all those courses. Um th- I mean this is Monday so this is kind of what we've heard what we know it's inspired by kind of the Australian sandbelt area sandbelt courses uh Lucas Glover Craig is an ambassador a player ambassador here apparently they only have two members only two members but you also can become an ambassador as well but he has a couple of interesting quotes here I want to throw your way in and kind of get your uh what you think of these quotes so he says as far as firmness of the fairway it's very lynxy style like if you, if it was firm and fast over in the UK, but around the greens, you got a, you got it like wing foot height bunkers and seminal speed Bermuda fast greens that roll off everywhere.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, we, we spoke about this a little bit on our, our preview first look show on YouTube. Uh, check that out if you haven't already. But I, to me, this feels a lot like either the concession uh, where the WGC was earlier this year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Or um, Kiawah, where it, it, you would PGA. think it plays like a where the PGA Championship was, where you would think it plays like a Lynx course, but then actually when you get out there, uh, the greens are elevated. It's not a it's not a roll it up to the you know like like yeah. you over in the uk you can you can play the game on the ground it's not that kind of course um but you know you're saying
0: saying this one isn't
1: that way it is not played on the ground up to the greens i would say
0: i see i'm hearing different things and that's why it's going to be an interesting week uh and that's kind of so i got another one here from lucas glover he says there are so many ways to play this place you could be a guy who's short and straight chase it down the fairway and play smart golf then you could have a guy that hit it over a bunch of the trouble and play it that way so He seems to think that you can play it around on the ground. Uh, There's been different things coming. No, so that's,
1: that's what I was just going to say. Like, I I think that it will, you know, the way he says the fairways play firm and fast. I think that's where you, you, you will see it. It's, I mean, it's hard to hold fairways oftentimes, but because Mm -hmm. it'll roll. Essentially, you're not gonna be able to control the ball. Same thing with easy hit fairways when it's wet, you know? Um, But I, I think that when you get these elevated greens and they're not hard surrounds, then it becomes, well, you, you hit the surround and it's yeah. soft and it doesn't bounce up to the green and then you you know you know but you hit the green and it's firm so it does it does create for a very a different type of golf i would say than typical links yeah. golf
0: the, i mean of all the noise that we're hearing from the chorus reviews the blogs the like there's a good one from golf digest writer that kind of went through the his experiences here um the one thing i think i'm buying and i don't know if you feel this way but i'm kind of buying that it's not necessarily, it's long for a par 71, 7,600 plus yards. It's very long. I'm buying that it's not going to play that long. All right, what do you kind of feel? How do you feel? Well, so, I mean, it's tough. I, I mean, first
1: off, pars are relevant, but I, I think I saw someone <laughs> say that it's the longest par 71 on the pj yeah. like that that has been played whether it's a part you whatever you want to call par it's relevant but but that still is it means it is long yeah. um i you know i might put in a few guys that i like a little bit for length uh that i would be on the verge of playing anyways like maybe if 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 it's a tie i might skew that way but i'm not going to just search out the bombers and play them
0: yeah i mean distance is always an advantage. If you're hitting fairways and hitting greens, it's always mm-hmm. an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not seeking guys out specifically for that. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to note, it's, it's Monday. It's the golf's longest day. They call it in the USGA. It's USGA qualifier day. A bunch of guys are playing 76 hole tournaments all over the country. I think there's seven or so qualifying sites. Uh, so a lot of changes to the field. We've already seen Danny Willett withdraw. Brandon Grace withdrawal, Charlie Hoffman withdrawal uh, from this tournament. So we are recording this when they're kind of halfway through their qualifying uh, rounds or qualifying days. So there might be more withdrawals and I'm mm-hmm. completely expecting that to happen. I put a couple outrights out early that there might be withdrawals and kind of catch these good numbers, but just kind of something to note.
1: Yep, for sure. Uh, I do, you know, Brandon Grace is probably the one that uh, I, yeah. I would have, it, depending on what his price came in at, but he, he has been v- playing very well. So he he would have been an interesting uh, DFS option, uh,
0: but that will not be the case. That will not be the case. Okay, so when we're looking at DraftKings, Pricing's players, what are how are you taking this field, slicing it down, kind of picking some of your guys?
1: So before we slice it down, I think, I mean, to me, we've got a very top heavy five yeah. to ten players and then we drop off quickly into into more of the what we usually see as deeper in the in the field <laughs> uh is, is the next tier so so we lose a lot of the depth of the field uh we we do have you know i, I guess we can just get started on, on the 9k plus but i i essentially am going to be looking at at stars and scrubs type of builds because I, I do think there's value with these guys. The ownership is going to be high on these guys up top. Uh, but yeah. I, I think the difference between some of these guys you see at 8K and some of the guys you see in the 6Ks, that's not enough for me to want to save the money up top.
0: Yeah. It's a super interesting week. It's a week where I think actually the more intre- or the more research you do, you can have a leg up. And this is why we kind of like those, you know, the Puerto Rico opens, the Corrales, but to Type tournaments because it brings a different flavor. You have these European guys, Corn fairy guys. If you do your research, you can kind of find these diamonds in the rough. But just to kind of echo your point, so first four guys: we have DJ eleven thousand four hundred, Brooks eleven thousand one hundred, Matt Fitzpatrick ten thousand four hundred, Terrell Haddon, ten thousand two hundred, and then on this on the first page of the DraftKings at eighty nine hundred is Alex Norin. Alex Norin was he one of your sleepers last week? He
1: or, was, yeah, he was 67, 68, so, somewhere yeah. around there
0: last week. So a guy that was 67, 68 last week in a, a good field, a, a good PGA field, is now bumped up to 8,900 this week. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of what you mean, I think. The, the tier two, like we have some stars for sure, but that PGA pro kind of... I mean,
1: it's soccer. almost like we don't have the second or third tiers because all yeah. those guys are off prepping for the U.S. Open.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's And then I think.
1: think sometimes in these type of fields you do get an influx of of Europeans but even that like with the influx of Europeans in this field a lot of the top Europeans are in the U.S. Open, so they're prepping, the, you know, they're taking this week off. You, you're kind of getting, like, you know, I, I saw Wilco Ninabar, Ninabar, or whatever, I can't always get that name wrong, um, <laughs> but it's sort of like it, a tier down even in the Euros. Uh, we do have Poulter and, and uh, Higgle up higher, uh, and obviously Fleetwood, uh, but, but there is you know there is is also lacking uh, some of that kind of right next there we, we don't have the bobby max the the anton rosner's those yeah. types in this field
0: yeah exactly exactly okay should we jump into some of the first guys that are, are piquing our interest here a little bit
1: yeah, so, so first off, nine k, nine k above, and this is probably the only one we will actually uh, kind of tell you all who is here because uh, it very quickly starts to delve into names that not everyone's going to know. But but we got D J Brooks, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton. Uh, those guys are all above 10K. And yeah. then Harris English, Sung Jay, Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter, Patton Kizahir is an expensive 9,100. And then Garrick wow. Higo is 9,000. So, um, you know, some names obviously we expect to see at the top, and then some names that uh, probably are the highest we've seen them in a PGA tournament ever.
0: Yeah, Um I guess, okay, this is super early. Some of these guys I'm going to talk about, I-, I might highlight a couple, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make my player pool, but they're, they're flagged right now. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. cornered the page. They're flagged right now. Um But you, I, I, I guess my first question to you, DJ Brooks, I, I, do you think they're both going to make your pool? First thought, gut reaction?
1: I, I think likely. I, I, yeah. I think that there's just too much win equity with those two players in this field Uh that, and I mean, it's tough because I I mean, obviously both of them, this is a tune up, but we, we saw I forget what Brooks has done in tune-ups before, uh, but we we saw DJ almost win the Houston Open before the Masters last year. Obviously, he was playing much better golf at the time, but still, I mean, DJ just it, the talent level is so much higher with these guys uh, in this field that they can, it, it's the type of thing they can win without their best game.
0: Yeah, and I like they're. <laughs> this is where kind of like they're always trying to win. I don't think they're ever shipping it in or just showing up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, their motivations might differ slightly from week to week, but I don't think they're just coming here to go through the motions. In fact, with the US Open, I think they really want to fine-tune those aspects of the game and they want to have... They don't, they don't want to be out of form coming into the US Open. They want to play well
1: here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're trying to have a major championship game right now. So,
0: And then be the favorite for Torrey Pines. Like if either of them win, they could be the favorite. It's yeah, kind of like now, what we saw I, I think
1: we had mentioned this. I forget what tournament it was. It was either before the U.S. Open or the Masters last year. But essentially, if if DJ or Brooks, if you want to bet them for the U.S. Open, I think, and I mean, even further, Baptist Patrick, Trail Hatton, mm-hmm. I, I think you look at those prices now because... I don't see them unless they have catastrophic weeks. I don't see the prices <laughs> yeah. falling a whole lot from where they are now, but if they win, those numbers are going to go up. So, uh, you know, it, it's one of those ones. I, I don't do the outright markets much, but, uh, yeah. but I, that would be my plan if I, if I did want to bet any of these guys who are playing this week.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point. Okay. Player of interest. We're picking one each nine and above Craig. Who do you got? I got Matt Fitzpatrick.
1: Uh he comes in 10,400. He's third most expensive in the field on DraftKings. I just think, you know, he's coming off not necessarily uh the best last you know few starts, but before that he was playing really good golf. Uh yeah. so, you know, he 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 has a couple of missed cuts of recent, Missed Cut at Memorial and the Byron Nelson, uh but you know, aside from that he, he was a not great but top 30 at pga he was a top five at the rbc uh and then kind of a string of of top 20s before that uh, in the lead up to the masters so uh, i think that he is one of the people like this is where i i will be heavy on players up this high because i think so much of the win equity is going to fall here uh, and, and matt fitzpatrick to me there's just a little bit less question marks than maybe we see with dj and brooks
0: yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it It is always, I mean, you know, I love the ball striker. So it always kind of, I have to get a little bit outside my comfort zone to be like, okay, I'm going big on Matt Fitzpatrick this week. But uh, of interest, Daddy Golf just uh, updated their, their kind of stroke scene table for this tournament. And over the last six months, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick is first stroke scene total at plus 1.73. Uh, and there's only four guys that are over one. So the second guy at 1.50, is my player of interest, Terrell Hatton, Uh, 10,200. He's just below Matt Fitzpatrick. He's my player of interest over the 9K range. Uh, He hasn't really played much. We haven't seen a lot of him. So he has T38 PGA Championship, T39 RBC Heritage, T18 Masters. That's kind of what we've seen of him. It hasn't been a lot. Uh, And results that are very, eh, kind of? But 11 straight events, kind of, this is why his stroke scene numbers are so good. 11 straight events, gaining at least 0.61 strokes gain total. So he's been playing very well for a long time. Um, and even his, his his biggest weakness right now or over the season is his around the green game. And his stroke scene around the green has been positive in six of his last eight. His best tournament this whole season, going back to last year. On the PJ tour was a T three at Shadow Creek. On mm-hmm. um, Fazio, I don't know if there's something there. Shadow Creek, uh,
1: you're shaking your head. What? Well, no, I just I, I remember him playing there, and that was I, I think it was either the first day or the second day. But he just came out and it, he had he had kick in birdies on about five <laughs> or six holes uh, straight. And I was like, man, like, how does this guy not win every tournament? Uh, and and obviously, you know, when you see a, a, a high level, uh, you know, a top, what, 15 guy in the world, when they when they kind of are on a heater, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, like this. All of them have times where they look like they should win every tournament, but I, I, I do remember that that Shadow Creek one standing out for me with Hatton. Um, just I, I, you know, you mentioning that the data golf updated their their stuff for the Palmetto. Um, so, you know, both Hatton and Fitzpatrick, those are the guys outside of DJ and and Brooks. Uh, those are the top four in pricing, yep. and and I think this sort of s- what they have as their Winning um, percentages, uh, probability of winning, kind of encapsulates why all four of these guys will be in my pool. Uh, So they have DJ at the top at 9.6%. And then they have Hatton and Fitzpatrick at 7.1 and 7, respectively. And then Uh Brooks at 6.1%. And then after that, we fall down to Sanjay M at 3.7. So there's so, like, those top four are gonna carry so much of the, of the high end equity in this pool uh, that I, I think, you know, early, early thought, I think all four are gonna be heavy in my pool.
0: Yeah, the, the question I have when I build, and I just threw Fitzpatrick and Haddon into one, and you're left with 73.50 average remaining. Uh, so you could do those two and kind of balance low seven Ks, which is kind of an interesting thought to me oh i think and- i
1: think honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna do a ton of those combinations between all four of those players i think i'm gonna have most of my lineups will start, we'll start with two of those four
0: that is interesting so i mean let's move on to the AKs, but you know might not even be touching this area
1: <laughs> well yeah, yeah so you know the one guy that you have already mentioned who is in this range um Luke Lucas Glover to me stands out. Uh, Lucas Glover comes in at eighty six hundred. Uh, you know, I I do like the the basic numbers on him. He has been playing well of late, uh, but he's an ambassador of the course. Like he he yeah. is one of the few guys that does have course knowledge. Now, the downside to that is that I think likely he's going to be a a, a popular play. Uh, sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens with his ownership because you know similar to Palmer uh, Ryan Palmer at the. Um, byron nelson i forget what the course was but it was yes craig ranch craig ranch Ranch. he was the the you know held the course record and that week he had come out on a a podcast of him surface sort of saying what to expect at the course and then his ownership is very high accordingly so that would be my one concern with lucas glover because he is the person who has course knowledge is that uh his ownership might pop up there uh but he's just been playing really good golf um you look at uh you know he missed the cut at Wells Fargo, but other than that, his last missed cut was the Genesis. Uh, he he's uh-huh. played, you know, he's got a, a top four at the Valero Texas Open. He was a top, a top ten at Charles Schwab. Uh, he has done a good job of finishing highly in tournaments, which is something you do want to see. And then I think been a, a decent cut maker. So he kind of he kind of hits of of the people that you know, that, that that next level is going to be difficult for me. Uh, who yeah. do I who do I think is worth spending up from, you know, in the 7Ks or 6Ks? And I, I think likely I, I will get there on Lucas Glover.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he is playing uh, today in a in a U.S. Open qualifier. I'm not exactly sure where or how he's doing, but I do think... Uh, okay, so here's another question to you before uh, I go into mine, but do you think that there's a little fatigue factor, you know, especially if guys just play Memorial... They're traveling to another course, they're playing 36 holes today, and then they have to go to South Carolina for another tournament starting that they haven't seen before. Not like they're going to the one that's been on the uh,
1: circuit for a while. So so I would say that's where with, I think that is definitely a factor, but I I would say with Lucas Glover, I'm not as worried about that. I I, I don't know how much exposure he has to the course, but likely he doesn't need to have as much time on the course for practice rounds in order to kind of prepare and and, and have a feel for the course. I, I would say because he is an ambassador here and was recruiting yeah. players to come here to play in the tournament, I don't think he's going to qualify for the US Open and withdraw from the tournament. So uh, yes. I, I, I do think that uh, that is definitely something to think about with these guys who are playing with U.S. in US qualifiers, U.S. Open qualifiers, but uh, I'm not as worried with, with Glover as I would be with other guys
0: yeah Uh, a couple interesting names so again data golf last six months strokes in total guys he is above um harris english Ian Poulter. so yeah he has been playing really well lately yeah i mean last six months he's
1: he's eighth in in
0: strokes in total so
1: yeah uh, in this field
0: okay my ak guy i'm looking at i gotta pull up his pricing here uh where'd he go uh keith mitchell He's pretty high, 8,800, 8,800. Missed cut at Charles Schwab, Uh, but prior to that, five straight made cuts, three of them being top 26 or better, T3 at Wells Fargo. Um, He is a guy that has won the 2019, or he did win the 2019 Honda Classic, Tom Fazio Design, Um, gaining strokes in putting in seven of his last nine events, gaining on approach in four of his last five. He is this guy that they always talk about his putter splits, or people love to talk about his putter splits on Bermuda, I don't weigh that much into it, but it is kind of, you know, of the 20 things I'm looking at, a slight positive on the 19th kind of factor there. I just, think, I just think he's been playing good golf, and he seems like one of these guys, even though he is priced up, he can break through, and it looks like he is kind of priming himself for that breakthrough, a breakthrough win again
1: yeah no i I like it. I, I think especially if you buy into the length narrative, I think Mitchell 's a good play like his He does so much work with his driver uh, that yeah. when he you know when when the everything else shows up for him uh, he can drive yep. it as well as the top guys in the field so uh it 's just a very reliable weapon for him to have to lean on and it's just this is where we we know so little about the course that uh, it 's tough to know whether that is the absolute, uh, you know, the weapon you want to hang your hat on or not. But, uh, you know, I, I think he definitely has
0: upside. So in this field, 7,000 7, range, uh, kind of top is Lucas at 7,900. Just to give you an idea of the field bottom, we're looking at Danny Lee, Bryce Garnett, Mark Hubbard, Satoshi Uh those are the guys at 7K. In that entire range, there's a lot there. There's a handful there. Who's sticking out to you?
1: Okay, well, I mean, you know what, the one that I have identified as someone who I think is likely going to be in my player pool right at 7k flat is uh, Bryce Garnett, who I have played, you know, comparable prices. So it, to me, it just seems like, <laughs> like we are, his price has not inflated. And this is where I struggle a little yeah. bit with like the flatness of the talent between some of these guys who, who have been bumped up and the, some of the guys who didn't. Bryce. Yeah. Um, so I really like the value there. Uh, but then uh, some other interesting names that I don't think we're going to get to. Uh, David, T- Davis Thompson, uh, your pro debut is 7,200. Uh, sure. Wilko Ninabar, Euro, who or a South African, I guess, uh, plays on the European tour, who just bombs the ball. He's 7,300. I, I
0: like him, but I think he'll get kind of that height. I think he might get that height before this one a little bit. First time kind of in on a PGA tournament.
1: Yeah. And, and then, you know, similarly, Tom Lewis at 73, EVR at 75, like some guys who we see at these prices in stronger fields who, uh, you know, it's a little bit curious to me. Uh, those are, are are things I will be looking at quite seriously as to whether there's value there.
0: EVR I had a hard look at. He's won all, won all over the world. Uh, a guy that I just can't seem to quit. Last time we saw him, he was smashing the tee box at the PGA Championship. He is playing a U.S. Open uh, right now. I think through nine holes, he a looked qualifier. pretty good. A qualifier. Yeah, a qualifier. This uh, is the first time we saw him since the PTA Championship. But ultimately, his strokes and approach have been very bad. So is, if he has kind of like a, a I don't know, he's wanting a f- flag, but he's not my player of interest here.
1: Yeah, I do think, you know, just on EVR for one sec, I, to me... He's done very well in very strong fields, but it seems like there's a lack of, of consistency in his game that when, he, oh, when yeah. he's firing on all cylinders, he can play with, with the, biggest, the biggest names, the biggest fields, the strongest fields, all that. Uh, but, yeah. but his game can go sideways in a hurry, it seems. And even, I, you know, <laughs> I've played him in hurry. rounds and, and within rounds it can go from being looking pretty good to going sideways.
0: Yeah. If you think it's stressful watching Grio or Keegan, I mean, EVR is that times like four. Yeah. Okay. uh, You mentioned your guy, Bryce Garnett. Is it time for my 7k? Yeah. Who do you like there? I'm going Ben Martin, Uh, 7,600. He's made four of his last five cuts. All all the ones he's made cuts 34th or better includes T9 at Corrales Pintucana T11 at Wells Fargo. He's gained on approach in four straight events uh, not a big hitter, so kind of going against that kind of big hitter narrative, but he is top 25 in the PGA in driving accuracy. And this I found kind of interesting, Craig, for the entire season, the wraparound season, he's positive in every stroke scheme category. So not like a huge glaring mm-hmm. weakness that he yeah. may have to overcome uh, for a better finish or for, for a make cut then ultimately a better finish. But yeah, Ben Martin.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, I do think that to me... Some of these guys, you know, I, I don't want to linger here too long, but some of these guys we see up in the high 7Ks, again, I, I just struggle to see how we're differentiating play, paying that much for them when some of these guys, you know, the, the, the people that are oftentimes around haven't gotten the same price bump. So, um, I, who, I, I I feel
0: like someone made you say that. What? Who are you looking at here? Well, just
1: like you, you know, like a, uh, Martin Lair. Like, well, I guess CT Pan is higher than that. But Stallings, Redman. You know, we we have starting to see a little <laughs> yeah. bit of form from Doc Redman. Um, Art Rafa Cabrera Bayo uh, Pat Perez at seventy-seven. Like some of these guys, we 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 typically see around. Some of the guys we see in the low seven Ks here, and so it's it's just I'm having a hard time parsing through this field at this point to to try to figure out where I I really like the value. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's it's just interesting.
0: At, at, so sixty-nine and below, we start getting to a lot of guys that you know don't get you know that. That tour status where you can play every week or they go back and forth with the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, that's our new guys. We've got John Pack here. Um, new guys to Lucas Biergard, An interesting one I don't think we've seen on the PGA Tour in a while. But he had that match play success against Tiger like four years ago now. Uh, so an interesting kind of group here. Who's sticking out?
1: Well, I, you know, the one you had brought up as most interesting man in the field on the uh, preview show, I I like it. Uh, John Pack comes in at 6,900. It's maybe a little bit expensive, but uh, I'm trying to figure out where to place these guys. And, and, you know, that said, I'm not positive at this point he's even going to be in my player pool but sure, I'm, yeah. I'm going to continue to do a deeper dive I think on we've got Davis Thompson at 7,200 we've got John Pack at 6,900 and Cole Hammer at 6,800 so I, I would say that that uh, John Pack is one that I, I feel like um, I mean he hasn't finished outside the top seven or no, so sorry the top 12 <laughs> since the U.S. Open now that said, yeah. that is in amateur college golf. So <laughs> um, do do with do with that what you want. But uh, it, it's just, I, I think these guys are talented. Um, I, I think it'll be, I think likely I'm going to be taking some shots with them.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's fair. So my guy that's sticking out here and sticking out kind of generous, but I'm going with Aaron Baddeley, 6,500, Australian, Australian American, uh, but he did spend his amateur years in Melbourne, uh, you know, Sandbelt, if we're talking there. You know, I I've, I've try to look for Tom Fazio, some other cru- courses with these other guys, uh, just going with kind of the general theme of this course. But mm-hmm. again, I, I do want to uh, kind of echo what you said. My, so I usually play one big GPP, as you know, and then 20 and a 20 max. In my, I'm almost certain in my one kind of main lineup, I'm not going to go below this low. Um, in my 20 max, I don't even know what that's going to look like yet in my player pool. Uh, but someone that kind of stuck out early to me. So 6,500 Aaron Baddeley. He won four times in Australia. Uh, so I do like that if there is any comparison, uh, he also does have his four PGA tour wins. So, I mean, this guy that's 40 years old now, but he has won across all different kinds of tours and, I think there's guys in this area, a lot of these guys in there, you, you can't say that for. Um, yeah, he for does sure. s- still Monday grind. He's still grinding out there. His last eight starts, four have been corn fairy tour, four have been PGA. So he's just he's he still was playing golf and trying to, you know, improve kind of it seems like every day. Uh he does have six main cuts in those eight starts. Four of those are on the corn fairy tour. He's two and two on the PGA tour. Um in terms of his stat profile, he's just kind of one of the best putters over the past decade. You've yeah. really dove into his stroke or stroke stats. He he does stick out for his putting. Um, but if there's a shot to take, I might as well take a guy that's a winner around the world and has made cuts recently, kind of? Question yeah,
1: mark. so so what I was going to say was exactly about his putting. I, I think to me, he is... It's a little bit like in the NBA. You'll see guys linger around longer than they should, but... The three point shooters. And when you need someone to just sit in the corner and be absolutely reliable, uh, you know, LeBron can draw three guys in and kick it out to someone. You got some small white guy out there that you're like, how is this guy an NBA player? Oh, because he makes those undefended threes at an (laughs) absurdly high clip. That's back to when of, we
0: were big Basel fans, Del Curry comes to mind.
1: Yeah, Del Curry, <laughs> or even like a, like the the Steve Kerr, the the oh, yeah, um, you know that. I guess I'm really going back. because People think of him as coach yeah. now, but yeah. um, even still, so so Battley. That that's kind of how I feel like with with a, a you know a, an all time putter like Battley is that yeah. it essentially lets him age much better because as sure. he n- maybe no longer has the ability to, to, uh, poke it out there with the young guys, he can still remain relevant because you get a hot putter. Uh, it can make up for a lot of other things. Um, yeah. just wanted to, to hammer down into, you know, some of these young guys a little bit more. So, so data golf, again, we love to, we love to hype them up here. I think <laughs> they ha- They're really good at comparing between, uh, you know, between the European Tour and the PGA, but also between right. the the PGA and the Korn Ferry and and amateur golf too. They, you know, they, they kind of correlate sure. between these things and use people who play in in multiple events to try to um, figure out how someone doing really well in one what that means if they were to go to the higher tour. Uh, they right. have John Pack. Uh, currently, he is ranked forty fourth in the field in terms of strokes gained, over the past six months so that's Mm. where like to me i currently have him earmarked as as above the other guys uh he's 62nd in pricing so that you know yeah Can he catch a little lightning in the bottle in his first first pro start we'll see
0: And, and 44th ranking put that in perspective he's above guys like tom lewis keith mitchell evr uh Camille Vijegas, Doc Redman, right, right there Dechner. next to,
1: to Sepp Strachan who's, you know, in the high sevens and, and JT yeah. Poston who, who I, you know, I don't even know where he ended up on this. Um, he's also, he's 7,600. So, uh, I, I just think that, uh, until we see what these guys have, yeah. there is that, uh, the potential that they do have a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. That is kind of our first go at a preview DFS preview. First look podcast. Um, I think in future, you know, we might expand it. But again, let us know your thoughts, YouTube, Apple podcast reviews. Let, let us know what you think, what you'd like to see from the shows. I think, you know, in future shows, we'll kind of recap our picks, maybe recap our players of interest real quick at the beginning. Uh, Craig, any kind of final closing thoughts? We have our, we have our YouTube shows, of course, coming out later in this week.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think our idea with this is that on a US Open week, like next week, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, we're, we're looking at at half hour ish this week I think likely yeah. we're going to go a lot more in depth to the entirety of the field and, and kind of talk in a, a more granular way through um, each of the plays above 8k yeah. because that's what we like to do uh, so uh, I think it'll it'll kind of ebb and flow with the with the size of the tournament and and the interest in the tournament.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for watching. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Anything else there, Craig?
1: No, good luck this week, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah, take it.